Hey everyone, welcome back to the Faith Food podcast. I'm your host Manu David. Jesus emphasized that man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So come join me as I share biblical truths and treasures as we study the word of God together. Where do you run for refuge when life gets overwhelming? What truths do you hold on to at those times? We continue our series in the Psalms and today we take a deep dive into Psalm 46. Psalm 46 expresses confidence in the security that God's people have in the midst of turmoil, threat and chaos. The Psalm begins with these words. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. The first verse of the Psalm It expresses fearless trust in God, proclaiming God as our refuge and strength and our constant help. This is an extremely comforting verse. It speaks of the tremendous truth that God's presence and power is with us in all circumstances. There is security that we can find under his wing. Now the emphasis on God being ever present with us is such a beautiful reminder if you think about um how kids feel when they feel fear they run to their parent to abate that fear that they are feeling now it's pretty much the same principle for us we run to God you know to abate that fear that is taking hold of us Now the reminder in this verse that says that he is your ever present help that he is with you that he is constantly you know ready with us and for us is such a beautiful beautiful and strengthening reminder of the truth that we do not have to succumb to the fear or the worry that is trying to take hold of us now this verse as it begins of speaking of his strength and of his refuge think about it is your refuge that you can flee to that you can find comfort in but at the same time he is also the source of your strength that will give you and pour that strength in you that you need to face whatever valley that lies ahead he is with you and he is also the source of your strength and your help and at the same time your comfort what a beautiful picture of who he is to us Let's read on. Verses 2 and 3. Therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. And when we read verses like that sometimes we can gloss over it uh, and miss the depth and the seriousness of what these words mean but if you just take a moment and look at what these words say that the earth gives way and the mountains fall at the heart of the sea you know if you are living in a place where you get a view of some mountains in the distance or some hills in the distance or if you just think about the earth giving way now these are some constants in our life that we take for granted to be as is you know every single day just imagine the chaos of, of the earth giving way and the mountains falling into the heart of the sea So the psalmist is reminding us of 
the disruption of the foundations of what we take as constants in our life. And he continues with that depiction when he speaks in verse 3 of the waters roaring and foaming and the mountains quaking with their surging again, that unsettled, that drowning and that overwhelming um, you know, situation that is causing you to feel like that. So what has appended your life in the moment? What is making you feel what this picture that the psalmist depicts, what's making you feel that way? Now, whatever that is, the psalmist is telling us, or is reminding us not to fear. Now, why? Not just because we are, you know, God tells us not to fear, no. But he is basing the fact that you do not need to fear based on the fact of, on verse 1, which is that he is your refuge and strength and your ever-present help. Now, I was reminded of um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It speaks of what to do when you feel anxious. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, there are times in our life when we have anxiety-inducing situations or circumstances. Or what can we do in those situations? Now, Scripture clearly tells us to not fear, but how do we go about, in a very practical sense, abating that fear and taking refuge in God? It is by prayer and petition. You know, each time a worrying thought pops in your head, rather than mulling over what is, um, you know, stressing you out, take that thought to God and say, Lord, this is worrying me. I'm struggling with this. Please help. It says by prayer and petition. Now with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What a joy it is to know that we can bring our request to God. And the other thing that can fill us with thanksgiving in that moment is what verse 1 of Psalm 46 speaks to us about. That He is your comfort, He is your refuge, He is your fortress, but also the source of your strength. Let that not only just fill your heart with gratitude, with thanks, but let it pour forth through your lips, in your prayer, because that is a shield against the lies that the enemy will try to bring into your mind. And then as verse 7 of Philippians 4 says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. You know, often when there's something that's worrying us, we want the situation to be remote. We want it to be done now. We we praying ardently for that. There is no harm in praying for those things, but sometimes God has a reason. God has certain ways and timings that he is working things out. But in the midst of it all, one of what we can do is as we bring our prayer and petitions and requests before God is the fact that he can give us his peace to help us navigate the valley that we are in. And he is with us through it all. Okay, so let's continue. But before I continue in verses 4 and 5, just a small note that if you hear any noise in my in the background, it's either my dog clearing his throat or snoring. He's with me. He's my, he's my constant right-hand companion. And so if you hear that, just know that he is right here listening to the teaching or maybe not. He's sleeping through it. 
Okay, so let's go on to verse 4 and 5. It says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Now, God often refers to himself as living water. Now, here, the river that is mentioned in verse 4, it serves as a metaphor for the continual outpouring of the sustaining and refreshing blessings of God. Now, often when we are in um, turmoil or in whatever, like, you know, valley that we find ourselves in, what can sustain you? The scripture tells us that God is with us. He is the one who is going to sustain. He is the one who is going to refresh you when you are feeling down. He is the one who is going to pour his strength into you. Now, as this verse talks about that God is within us, she will not fall. He will help her at break of day. So just as you're going through a period of darkness, there comes a time when his help will come. We have to hold on to that truth and that trust. You know, as you know, in the metaphor that is used here, the cities, when they are attacked as dawn approaches, uh, when attacks were likely to be launched, his help brings on the dawn of deliverance, dispelling the night of darkness. So hold on to that thought, hold on to that truth, that God is with you. He will not only sustain and refresh you, but his help is on the way. I'm not talking about the fact that he's not helping you in the moment. He's probably working in the situation. You may not be able to see it. But the fact that you can see that help when the dawn approaches, hold on to that light at the end of the tunnel. It will fuel your walk through the valley. Okay, verse 6. Nations are in a pro, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. Now, the first half of that verse, which talks about nations being in a pro and kingdoms falling, it feels very chaotic it feels so out of control as to what you know what you can do and it just feels beyond you but at the same time you're enduring you're in the middle of all of it now as it speaks of that kind of out of control chaotic situation it leads us into the second half of the verse which talks about the fact that he lifts his voice and the earth melts just think about how powerful that is all that makes you fear and tremble will come to an end it may seem crazy, far removed from where you want things to be, but God is in ultimate control. Again, the psalmist reminds us that he is, besides the fact that he is your refuge, your strength, your ever-present help, he is in control of every single thing, be it as big and out of your hand, out of you know your control of what you feel. He can just speak and there is power in the word to bring everything under his command and under his control. Let's read on. Verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, in some of the other translations, it also says the Lord of hosts is with us. Over here, it says the Lord Almighty is with us. Now, the Lord of hosts is often referred to as the God who fights, who's a warrior who fights for us. Now, again, is a reassurance and a comfort and a strength inducing reminder of who is with us that he is not only the one who can control everything but he also fights for you he is with you but he fights for you he's lord almighty and he's the lord of hosts 
And then it says, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Now you can think why God is referred to as the God of Jacob. And I don't think it's coincidental, but it's intentional. Because every word in scripture is God-breathed and it's with intention and purpose for us to understand more about him and more of us in relation to him. Now if you think of Jacob, Jacob tried to win God's um you know, blessing his birthright and the blessings of his father through scheming through his own wits. He did receive his blessing in the end, but it was God's appointment and care. It was not the scheming and the and his wits that actually allowed him to remain in the blessing that he lived out. Now, Jacob, as he made his mistakes, he grew over the years. Now, there was a growth curve that he went through. He grew and he acknowledged God as the source of his blessings. We see that in Genesis when he was about to re-enter the promised land. God acknowledges him as a servant when Jacob acknowledges that God is the one who will be the source of his blessing. And God changes his name to Israel. Now we can see that Jacob had trouble with sticking to God's ways and his timing. You know, but it didn't mean that God abandoned Jacob. Yes, Jacob lived out the consequences of what he did and he had to flee and live, you know, far removed from the promised land. But, you know, through that whole process, God did not abandon him. It's the same reminder for us that we might be in a different stage of, in, of growth, but we are learning to let go. We are learning to not let fear take hold of us. We are learning to not control things, but let God work out all things for our good in his way and his timing. So as we, you know, we are doing that, it's a reminder that we don't have to be perfect. It does not mean that we are excused to just keep faltering, but it's a reminder of his grace, reminder of his faithfulness as we are learning, as we um, are maturing in our faith and just learning to live that surrender to God because he is a God whose love is not defined or determined by where we are in our growth process but it is determined by the fact that he is faithful and steadfast let's read on verses 8 and 9 says come and see the works of the Lord the desolations he has brought on the earth he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Verse 8 begins with these words, Come and see. Now sometimes it takes, and a lot of the times, especially when we are in a difficult situation, all we can see is what's going wrong. All we can see that is this is not getting sorted out. And it's hard to feel and find um, the good or the hand of God in the midst of it all. And that's why this verse is a good reminder for us to come and see. It takes in intentionality and a lot of prayer for us to see God's hand in the midst of it. But when we, when we seek to find it, you know, God will give us these little beautiful reminders that he has not forgotten us, that he is there working it out and we are just to keep trusting in him. And as verse 9 says, he makes wars cease. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. Now all of these things, the bow, the spear, war and the shields, all of these things can feel like powerful things that we have no power over. 
but it says he makes that all of those seas he breaks it he burns it god can bring peace in any situation he can put an end to whatever is causing your heart and your life to feel like it's in turmoil trust in that trust in the power of the lord let's read on verse 10 it says be still and know that i am god i will be exalted among the nations be still easy to say but a really hard thing to do now the tendency to want to control situations to try and still your mind and thoughts from jumping ahead of god and his timing is really hard now be still is a call for us to not scramble in our own strength or understanding as it says in proverbs 3 we have to trust in the lord and lean not in our own understanding we have to wait on him now in some of the other translations i think it's the csb that says instead of saying being still it says stop your fighting and i thought that's a, a really great way of putting it because sometimes we can fight to take control of things we can fight sometimes even against god um about you know how things should work out or you know sort out and i think being still or stop your fighting is such a reminder to, it's not about just being inactive not doing anything but it's about actively engaging our faith our hope and our trust in god who we know to love us more than anything who wants the best for us is working on all things for our good and is the most powerful sovereign and faithful faithful father as the beginning of the verse 10 says be still and know that i am god see the connection there as we still our hearts as we still that inclination to work in our own timing and strength it's often requires us to wait on god that process that surrender to him takes us into a deeper understanding of who he is or takes us into a deeper understanding of him being lord over our lives now verse 11 the next verse is the last verse of this beautiful psalm it's the repetition of verse 7 and it seals it all in beautifully reminding us as it reads in verse 11 the lord almighty is with us the god of jacob is our fortress so if you are struggling with letting go letting god take the reins of whatever situation is in your life that is scary or that you don't understand meditate on the words of this psalm and let it speak to you he is always with you he is your refuge and your fortress he is sovereign he is powerful and he will speak and he'll put a, an end to that chaos and he will make all things melt away now this psalm emphasizes two truths about god about his strength his power but also his established presence with us all always now these two truths as we hold on to them should fill us with trust and reassurance when we feel fear and worry in our day to day when something stirs worry within us we call to rest in the refuge that he is to us but also to lean into him for the strength that we need to face whatever lies ahead and that comes with time in the word and with prayer this help us set our heart on the lord and help us fight 
whatever the enemy is trying to throw at us. You know, take those worrying thoughts in your head and pray a very personal prayer. Lord, I bring this before you. Please help me. Still my mind and help me trust in your sovereignty and power. You are my comfort, my strength and my refuge. Go before me, Lord, and with me. Let me walk in your strength and in victory over fear. I trust in you. You are my God, my faithful and steadfast loving Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today. I hope you have taken something from today's episode beyond the few minutes as we spent together and carry it forward into your daily spiritual walk. Until next time, stay rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Bye.